Hello and welcome, Breathe, Pray, Share family. Thank you for joining us for another podcast episode. Today's episode comes from a Bible study lesson led by Jorian Wilson from the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 12 through 27. We pray that it blesses you in totality. Enjoy. Yes, it was a success. Uh, so good morning, everybody. Um, it's always a privilege and honor to share with you all uh, with this Repray Share family. I just pray that God will open our hearts and our mind for what it is that I'm going to share with us today. So today I want to talk to us uh, briefly on the topic of, of unity. And I think this is important. This is something that Sean uh, wanted me to speak on because as a family of believers who believe in Christ and who are striving to be Christ-like, it's important for us to have unity within our body uh, and within this fellowship. And so I'm going to kick us off today by reading a passage of scripture coming from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 12 through 27. And as I read this, I really want us to just uh, focus in on the overarching theme of that we are all a part of one body. We are different members. We have different functions, but we are all a part of one body. And so the scripture reads as the human body has many parts but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews and some are Gentiles. Some are slaves and some are free. But we have all been baptized into one body by one spirit and we all share the same spirit. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I am not a part of the body because I am not a hand, that does not make it any less part of the body. And if the ear says, I'm not part of the body because I'm not an eye, would that make it any less part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if your whole body was an ear, how would you smell anything? But our bodies have many parts and God has put each part just where he wants it. How strange it would be if it had only one part. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head can never say to the feet, I don't need you. In fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. And the parts we regard as less honorable are those we clothe with the greatest care. So we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen while the more honorable parts do not require this special care. So God has put the body together such that extra honor and care are given to those parts and have less dignity that have less dignity this makes for harmony among the members so that all the members care for each other. If one part suffers, all parts suffer with it. And if one part is honored, all the parts are glad. All of you together are Christ's body and each of you is a part of it. And so, like I said, I want us to understand from this scripture that we are all a part of God's body. We're all a part of one unit even though we are different, we are unique and we have separate functions. So to kick us off, I wanna talk about what is unity? And unity is the state of being united or joined as a whole, right? We're one whole body, different parts. Unity in our body looks like us being united overall on our purpose, which is to be Christ-like and to make disciples of the world, right? That's what God has instructed us to do as believers. Unity in our body also means that we believe and accept God's word as truth. Unity in our body means that each of us 
operate in our unique giftings because when we do so, this gives us a sense of fulfillment of purpose. And also it subsequently allows us to serve other members of the body and to help them to grow and to glorify them as well by simply doing our part. So a few benefits of us operating in unity. One of the first things that I have found in scripture is that when we operate in unity, God is with us and we are able to experience his love and his peace. Second Corinthians chapter 13 verses 11 says, dear brothers and sisters, I close my letter with these last words, be joyful, grow to maturity, encourage each other, live in harmony and peace. Then God, then the God of love and peace will be with you. So we see that when we operate in unity, God is with us and we experience his love and his peace. Also, when we operate in unity, we operate in generosity and we're taking care of the needs of those within this fellowship, as well as those who are in the world that may have a need that needs to be met. And so Acts chapter four, verse 32 through 34 tells us that all the believers were united in heart and mind. And they felt that they owned, that they owned was, and they felt that what they owned was not their own. So they shared everything that they had. The apostles testified powerfully to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and God's great blessing was upon them all. There were no needy people among them because those who owned land or houses would sell them and bring the money to the apostles to give those in need. So what we see here is that when we are operating with a unity mindset, we are generous to other believers. We don't consider the things that we own to be ours. We understand that we are simply stewards of those things that God has blessed us that we may flow to other people and be a blessing to them as well. And so we see here that when we're operating in a unity mindset, we don't mind sacrificing some of the things that we want or think that we need in order to serve others, right? So we will operate in generosity. Another thing, another benefit of unity within our body is that we understand that we are all fallen people, that there is grace in this body, and that when we show grace, when we show love and kindness, it makes the body more healthy and it grows. Ephesians chapter four, verses two through four says, always be humble and gentle, be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. For there is one body and one spirit, just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. And verse 16 says, he makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work. It helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. And what I really want to point out in this part of the scripture is the part where it talks about be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of our love for one another, right? Sometimes often in the body of Christ, we turn people away from this fellowship because we judge them. They make a mistake and we are judgmental of their mistakes while we forget that we have a past as well, right? And I think one of the most freeing things that we can do for one another is accept each other for our faults. And when we mess up, obviously there needs to be correction, but there also needs to be, uh, that needs to be done in love, knowing that, hey, yes, you messed up, 
but we still love you. You are still a part of this body. You are still accepted. You don't have to leave our fellowship. You don't have to, you know, be isolated or kicked out or anything like that, right? Because there's love. And for me personally, I felt for a very long time that I had to be uh, Mr. Perfect, so to say, right? So much so that I was dealing with so much on the inside that I wasn't really being my authentic self with those I was in fellowship with. But once I became in part of a fellowship that accepted me and I could come and say, hey, I messed up here, I messed up here, I did X, Y, or Z, and they not, you know, isolate me or, you know, chastise me, but say, hey, that was wrong, but we still love you. That was freeing, and that's what we need to experience as a body. That's what we have to offer to each other. We have to accept each other, faults and all, loving each other beyond our faults, because that's what Christ has done for each one of us, right? And so let's be mindful of that as we go throughout our daily lives. And so the last thing that I want to share in terms of uh, the benefits of unity is, is found in a passage of scripture in Acts chapter 2. And so Acts chapter 2 is coming right off of uh, the day of Pentecost in the Bible. And if you're familiar with that day, the day of Pentecost is a moment in time after Jesus has ascended into heaven and the, the believers are together and the Holy Spirit comes up on them, right? And so this passage of scripture is following this instance. And so what the, what the Bible says here in Acts chapter 2, verses 42 through 47, it says, all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed many miracles, signs, and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything that they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshiped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper and shared their meals with great joy and generosity. All the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. And so that's the part that I really want us to get from this is when you are operating, when we operate in unity, when we are expressing love, when there is generosity, when there is acceptance despite faults, it is contagious. And likewise, how we see here in this passage of scripture that the Lord added to their fellowship each day, there will be people who are attracted to our fellowship, who are attracted to believers because they see the love that we show one another. They see us being generous. They see that people are accepted even when they aren't perfect, right? And that's the contagious part. That's where we get to tap into God's overall purpose for this world and making disciples of all nations, right? And so I want us to be mindful that when we operate in unity, we are contagious to other people. And that's exactly what we want to be. We want our light to shine and draw attention to Christ who has shown us so much love. But also, there comes a, a stark warning with this, uh, with this idea of unity, right? That if we reject operating in unity, if we reject um, loving one another, if we reject being generous, if we reject being kind and embodying this Christ-like mentality, these are the things that will happen. There will be jealousy, there will be envy, there will be comparison, there will be selfish ambition. And overall, we risk forfeiting the promise that God has for our lives. We risk forfeiting 
all that God has for us to experience, not only as a body, but individually as well. And so as I studied this text and as I was preparing for this message, one of the first instances that came to mind where there was a lack of unity and that there was grave consequences for that was the children of Israel, right? God has told the children of Israel that he is taking them to a promised land. And so in Numbers chapter 13, they're getting ready. They're literally on the, the doorstep pretty much of the promised land, the place that they have been working to go to. And so what Moses does is he sends 12, he sends 12 spies to go and check out the land and bring back a report. And so when these spies come back, two of them have a good report saying, hey, we can go and conquer it. However, the 10 other spies, they come back with a negative report saying, you know, they're giants over there and they spread rumors throughout the entire Israelite camp. And what we see in this passage that I'm going to re read is the results of this division, the results of 10 people disagreeing with the good report that Joshua and Caleb bring and the consequences that it had for this entire body of people, right? And so this is Numbers chapter 13, uh, verses 30 through 34, and it reads as, you will not enter, this is God talking to the Israelites. He says, you will not enter and occupy the land I swore to give you. This land has already been promised. God has told them they're going to get it, but they will not enter because of their complaining, the lack of obedience, lack of unity. He goes on to say, the only exceptions will be Caleb and Joshua. God is talking about the children of Israel here. He says, you said your children would be carried off as plunder. Well, I will bring them safely into the land and they will enjoy what you have despised. But as for you, you will drop dead in this wilderness and your children will be like shepherds wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. In this way, they will pay for your faithlessness until the last of you lies dead in the wilderness. Because your men explored the land for 40 days, you must wander in the wilderness for 40 years, a year for each day suffering the consequences of your sins. Then you will discover what it is like to have me, have me for an enemy. And so we see in this passage that due to a division, due to a lack of unity, an entire generation of people has to die in the wilderness because they could not agree. They could not be unified in what God has already called them to do. Let me bring to mind that God has already done miraculous signs for these people. He's brought them through the Red Sea. He's fed them with manna. He takes care of them every time they have a complaint. Yet and still, they don't trust. They don't have unity. They have a lack of obedience, which leads to this entire generation having to die in the wilderness but not only them, but their children, even though children under the age of 20 would go into the promised land, these people, the children have to still spend 40 years wandering in the wilderness with their parents because of a decision that they didn't even make, that they weren't even involved in because of future generations, right? So it's important that we as a body now, as we are young, we have unity, as we get ready to start marriages and families and relationships, that we operate in unity that we can go and fulfill what all God has called for us to do, but also that our children and future generations can do the same and not be impacted by our poor choices, right? 
And so in conclusion, uh, the, like I always say, the Bible always leads us to action, right? This is not a passive word. This is an opportunity for us as individuals to, to reflect on where we stand with a unity mindset. Are we operating in a unity mindset? Do we choose unity or are we still thinking selfishly and pursuing only our selfish ambitions? I wanna bring back up this scripture from um, the earlier text that I read, which was in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. This last verse, it really stands out on just this overall topic of unity. It tells us that if one part suffers, that all parts suffer with it. And if one part is honored, all parts are glad. And so this leads me to ask us the question of, are we being unity minded? Are we considering the body of Christ to be more important than our selfish ambitions? The interesting thing, my family, is we are already a part of one body, but it's up to us to operate as a unit in unity, right? Like this text tells us, if one part suffers, we all suffer. So if, if Gio or Sean choose not to do their part in the body, then the rest of us will suffer. If I choose not to be my, do my part, we will, other people will suffer, right? So we have to understand that we are all a part of one body. And whether we are going to be, whether we suffer or whether we are glorified is up to us to operate in unity. But how do we know if we're actually truly operating in this unity, right? It's really, it's really easy. Kind of like when you were in class and the teacher let you grade your, your, your neighbor's paper. They had a guide, right? They had the answer key. And the answer for us living in unity is simple. You know, it may sound cliche, but it's very simple. And that answer is, is love. If we choose love as our initial response in every situation, when we think something, if that is not a thought that's in love, if we act, if that's not something that we've done in love, we need to correct ourselves, right? And I think about the scripture in, um, I think it is the love passage, what we call it. And it reads as love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable and it keeps no record of being wrong. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. And so if we replace the word love in this passage with our name, we should line up to that. We should be able to read this passage as Jorian is patient and kind. Jorian is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. Jorian does not demand his own way. He is not irritable and keeps no record of being wrong. And if we can line up to that, we won't be perfect, but if we can line up to that, we will be operating in unity in this body. And we'll be able to glorify God first and foremost. We'll be able to grow as a fellowship. We'll be able to strengthen each other. And we will be able to fulfill not only our individual purpose, but the overarching purpose of winning disciples for Christ in this life. So that is what I wanted to share for us today. Um, we know that we always like to give people an opportunity, one, to accept the invitation to receive Christ into your heart for the very first time. 
And secondly, if you've been away or you want to come back home, we want to offer that invitation to you as well. And so if you want to accept either of those invitations, if you want to begin walking into this body and being a part of this unity. What an amazing word. Thank you guys for joining us. Make sure you share this with family, friends, coworkers. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Read, Pray, Share. And until next time, continue to do like we always say, and that is Read, Pray, Share. Be blessed, you guys.